Welcome to Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. Steve Brooks here along with my co-host, Beach Brooks III. How you doing, Beach? Doing pretty well. How are you doing, Steve? Doing well. It's uh, very dark outside in uh, Polk County. How about Tampa? Yeah, we've had a wet, rainy morning all day over here. So it's just going to be one of those days today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's getting ready to rain here big time. So I wanted to... Uh, to talk about some common misperceptions uh, that people have about attorneys and uh, call it busting lawyer myths. And one of the biggest myths that people have is that they actually need money to hire an attor- a personal injury attorney. Personal injury attorneys work on a contingency basis. Have you ever run into that with clients? Yeah, a lot of clients, you know, will ask us what our fees are, how much we charge an hour. Um, and what a contingency fee basically means is we, the attorney, you don't have the clients don't have to pay us anything up front. They don't have to pay um, whenever they call and speak to the attorney or anybody else at our office. We front all the cost, and then basically we take a percentage of whatever the recovery is for the client. That way, you know, some of people may not be able to afford an attorney, and that way they can get the legal representation they need um, without having to pay anything out of pocket. Yeah, and I can still remember my law school professor saying that contingency fee lawyers are some of the best lawyers because they give people with no money the key to the courthouse. And so, yeah, anytime that as a consumer, you have the ability to hire an attorney on a contingency basis, it's really a great setup because the attorney has a stake in the game, a stake in making you more money because he gets a percentage of what he gets. And so if you get your attorney lined up with you, uh, that's a great thing versus an attorney who charges by the hour, whether you win or lose. So he could be your attorney for four years, charge you thousands of dollars every month, and then you lose and he still has gotten paid for the last four years. That is not the case with contingency lawyers. Contingency lawyers only get paid if they win. And so that they are real motivated to win. I mean, just common sense. So we have chosen to operate on the contingency model and it's worked really well for us. And, and, it, and it's not just the fees. We also pay the cost. Some of, a lot of our cases that we end up having to take a trial, we have to hire expert witnesses to testify. And the clients aren't having to pay for that. They're not having to you know, make sure that they have the proper you know, prosecution of the case at trial, we take care of all of that without taking any money, you know, upfront from the clients. That That's a very good point. Um, so if we've got 50 or $100,000 out with, that we fronted for expert witness fees and deposition costs and travel and all of the things that go into preparing for trial, and we go to trial and we get a, a rogue jury who comes back against us, the client loses nothing we lose the fifty or hundred thousand dollars we put up. So again, we're very motivated to win for that client because we've got a huge stake in the game. Definitely. Um, any other myths um, that are you commonly hear? Um, another one that I hear, you know, quite a bit, you know, especially right after you know a car crash is, you know, I really don't want to necessarily pursue a claim because the person was really sorry for hitting me. And I don't want to sue them personally. Um, have you ever come across this, Steve? 
Yes. Uh, and even though technically we, we do sue the individual because that's the way it's set up in Florida, we, we don't, I, I can't think of a time I've ever looked to the individual for payment because the insurance company provides them an attorney and the insurance company, if we get a verdict against them, pays the verdict. So the individual never has, um, or I should say rarely has their personal assets at stake. And so, you know, it's a technicality, but we never really go after the individual. Yeah, the check when we receive it, um, when we resolve the claim, doesn't say Joe Smith. It says, you know, whatever the insurance company runs from. We're not, we're not taking people's homes from them. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that Florida is one of the, the best states to live in if you are a debtor, meaning if you owe people money. And um, people actually move here if they have big judgments against them because it's very hard to execute against those judgments in Florida because debtors are very protected. And so if you did get a big verdict against Joe Smith and the insurance company, or there was no insurance, it would be almost impossible to collect because your homestead protected, your retirement accounts, your IRA, your pensions are all protected, your annuities are protected. Um, so it, it's, it's really difficult in this state to pursue an individual assets. I tell people all the time, there's a reason OJ Simpson moved to Florida when he got off on the criminal charges, but the civil uh, wrongful death claims were still pending against him. He knew as long as he lived in Florida, a lot of his assets would be protected. And that, that's, a, that's a great example, Beach. Thanks for, for bringing that up. You know, another, another one is um, there's some advertising about, you know, bigger is better. Um, and I think my brother was telling me he was coming back from the beach recently and he saw a, an ad for an attorney that um, said something to the effect of bigger is not better, better is better. And, um, you know, I think of the times that I call a big credit card company and I get put on hold and I get pushed from one person to another. And so, you know, when I think bigger, I think bureaucracy, I think hard to talk to people, you know, so, I, you know, I think in maybe in some instances, bigger is better, but not in all instances. The analogy I always use is, you know, the best restaurants out there um, don't do a lot of advertising. The best um, restaurants with the best customer service don't do a lot of, you know, the advertising out there. So just because something's bigger doesn't necessarily mean it's better. You know, I tell all my clients, listen, we're big enough where we can sink as much cost and time into your case that is necessary, but we're small enough whenever you want to sit down with your attorney, guess what? We'll be, ha we'll be happy to arrange a time for you to sit down um, and meet with your attorney because your individual case is important to us. Uh, that's a great example. That's a great example. Some of the best restaurants I've been, I was in a restaurant in New York City a few years back and um, Italian restaurant literally had about eight tables, but it was some of the best food I've ever had in my life. Um, so great example. Another one is, um, PI attorneys spend all day in the courtroom every day, all week long, all month long. I think that must come from TV because that is definitely not reality. Yeah. And, and a lot of cases are able, we're able to get resolved before we even have to get the court system involved or end up in court. Um, you know, I think that's one good thing about 
COVID is it has made the legal industry much more efficient. Um, a lot of the hearings that we used to have to go to the courtroom now, uh, we're able to do either electronically uh, through Zoom or over the, uh, over the telephone, which means we're in the office a lot more. Um, but a lot of times, you know, your PI attorney is in the office. So, I mean, uh, if you have questions or want to talk to them, don't hesitate to reach out and, you know, ask to speak to your attorney because if for some reason they are in court that day, like I know I have a mediation this afternoon. So if one of my clients reaches out to me, I may not be available to talk to them right that instance, but I'll be happy to, you know, meet with them tomorrow morning or give them a call back tomorrow morning because I'm not in court tomorrow. So, um, you know, I tell all my clients, listen, we work for you. So um, don't ever think I am too busy to speak to you. Um, always reach out. And if I'm not able to speak to you or meet with you at that time, you know, we'll be happy to arrange a time, you know, the following day um, when we are able to meet with you. But at the same time, it is important to hire law firms that, you know, do go to the courtroom and do try cases because trying cases and holding insurance companies accountable is a big portion of what we do. Yep, absolutely. Uh, that's that's a great example. So lastly, there's uh, this myth that lawyers are hard to understand and only use legal jargon. And I don't know about you, but even me back when I was in law school back in the um, the 80s, they they taught us to get away from legalities, to just use everyday language um, because everybody in the court system is going to be reading your documents. You want to make it something that is understandable and you know a jury could understand when they read the pleadings um what's your experience yeah and, and you know i think your best trial attorneys out there and your best attorneys in general can explain a complex legal situation to anyone um in our civil cases we have six jurors and 99 percent of the time those jurors have no experience in the legal industry so the best attorneys have to be able to explain a, sometimes a very complex case to six individuals that know nothing about the legal system. So um, it's actually our job as an attorneys to make sure our clients and jurors understand what's going on. Um, and if for some reason, if our clients don't understand what we're talking about, please ask us to explain. But I know one thing that we do really well um, as a firm is we try to focus group stuff because sometimes us attorneys do get very caught up on legal issues and you know a jury may not care about a certain you know fact or a certain you know legal question where um they think something else is way more important and it's, it allows us to spend our time and energy on what you know a, a possible jury thinks is important so at the end of the day the best trial attorneys and the best attorneys out there are able to speak to people on a normal level, you know, once again, like you said, when you're in law school, they try to teach us the fifth grader wouldn't understand it. You're being too complex for them. Yeah, that's so true. And you made a good point about focus groups. For those that don't understand, could you just briefly tell them what a focus group is? What a focus group is, is um, whenever we have uh, a case that's coming up for trial or a very complex issue, we will bring strangers in off the street and present a very neutral fact pattern to them um, and basically present how the case would be presented at trial. And they will give us feedback of, hey, you know, this is a real issue with your case. Y'all need to deal with this. And, and once again, they don't, uh, they don't know whether we are represent 
the plaintiff or the defendant. They are completely neutral, so or they think we're completely neutral, so they're not trying to tell us what we want to hear. Um, and they'll tell us our strengths and weaknesses with the case, so that way when we walk into the courtroom and try a case, we'll, we're fully prepared. We know what the jury wants to hear. And a lot of times we'll do it several times on, on one particular case um, where, you know, we'll do the entire case at once and we may do narrow it down to a specific issue later on. Basically, it's bringing what your jury pool would be down to court, courthouse, bringing them in and presenting a certain issue in front of them so we can get their opinion on what they think is important or not. Yeah, and yeah, focus groups have have proven to be um, very telling of what potential issues and pitfalls, uh, you know, or strengths and weaknesses of a case. So yeah, they've, they've helped a lot. Okay, so thanks for joining me uh, today, Beach, and um, we will be back next Wednesday for Wednesday's Inside Look by Brooks. Um, in the event you need to, to talk to us or just want to ask questions or chat, you can email Beach at Beach, just like Daytona Beach. At dot 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 iii uh, i mean and uh, at brookslawgroup.com and then or steve at brookslawgroup.com and we'll be glad to answer your questions and get back to you and follow up in any way um, you need help you any way we can so uh, we will see you next wednesday thanks for joining <laughs>